Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Orange Podcast. My name is Matt Lucas. I'm the head of video and motion graphics here at Big Orange. Uh, this is our fifth episode, um, and today we're going to be covering a subject of social media. Um, something that obviously we're massively involved in, and, and basically any business on the planet who's worth their salt are also involved in. Um, I want to introduce to you our social media manager, Kate. Kate, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be in the hot seat, and um, good to speak to you, Matt. So um, we're going to go through a little journey today, um, various things across social media. Um, but to give it a bit of background, um, I think what's interesting to note is that when Big Orange started in 2016, so nearly five years ago now, um, the social media landscape was very, very different. Um, things happened so quickly. And in that time, channels have either expanded and changed a lot in terms of the content they provide and offer, um, but also brand new channels that never existed um, are also now sort of forming part of the basis of, of how businesses uh, you know, put their content out there on, in, in social platforms. Um, in terms of sort of the biggest changes you've seen over the last sort of five or so years in the industry, what would what would you say is is sort of changing the most? Um, I think it's um, use of video is still really really important, um, but it's becoming more important. So people are, uh, want to see real snippets of, of content and they want to see movement and. It's got to be lively, really, to capture your attention now because there's so much competition between the different channels and different kinds of content. So, um, yeah. We're going to go on to um, those different types of channels later on just to get a good idea exactly of how best to create your content for those channels and, and whether they'll work for you. But um, certainly, you know, the days of Facebook being king probably are slightly behind us. Um, yeah. Do you feel like it's a generational thing or...? Well, I was quite dismissive of, of Facebook, actually, before I, I joined Big Orange, and I was surprised to see um, how important it is still for the businesses that we work with. Actually, I, I, I don't dismiss Facebook, in fact. I think um, it's still a hugely important channel. It's, it's the, the channel with the biggest audience worldwide still. Um, and it's, it's difficult, though, to make a mark in Facebook now for a business. Um, because the algorithm that came in in 2018 um, it sort of deprioritizes the content that which is from brands and prioritizes the content that's from your auntie Sue. Absolutely. And um, it's hard to it's hard to get seen even by your own um, fans of your page. Um, but we 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 still think it's an important element for cer certain businesses, especially um, in B two C. Well, absolutely. And I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there. And I also think in a way that the statement that Facebook made by making changes to the algorithm and, and, and making it more obvious and, and easier for you to see content from your loved ones as opposed to businesses almost is in line with potentially how they see the platform working, but also the, the wider world. And ultimately, if your content is good enough and shines through, as it should be, it will reach that audience regardless of whether the algorithm is serving it properly or not. So That's right. whilst in some cases you can say it makes it more difficult, essentially it just it makes it so that you really have to be at your best to be in front of someone. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you need to try and um, generate comments, try and, and, and generate loves as well as likes, because that's going to help you mm. so much, um, and obviously shares, and try and use each platform for its own strength. So we're going to go into a little bit more detail about which channels for 2021, that's the name of this, the fifth podcast. Um, so we've 
obviously got a wide range of clients um, that work better on some channels than on others. So I think it would be a good idea to have a quick look through the channels that are online at the moment um, and sort of what they would be best for. So we've already mentioned Facebook. Uh, what, what sort of audience would Facebook best suit uh, for a client? Well, it's really wide. It's really wide. In fact, it's um, it's it's not as female um, as you might think. It's a good good um, split between men, male and female users. Um, so it's it's certainly not reaching too many of the twenty to thirty year olds. It's um, really good at um, reaching forty year old plus, um, and you know a lot of um, businesses want to reach consumers who are sixty plus. Um, so that's a it's a, a brilliant platform for that. And if you're going to do some advertising as well, and um, some paid ads with Facebook, then you can select obviously the demographics, the age group, and the location of who you want to. So that's that's a very interesting point actually because um, you know in, in circles that I have run in before either socially or or even in a business perspective as as you mentioned maybe they've lost a bit of faith in Facebook but actually there are so many businesses that will find Facebook perfect for the audience that they want to reach it's not all about the younger demographics who are perhaps moving on to Instagrams TikToks and all those sort of things which we'll get onto shortly there there is a definitive um, group of people that are still very uh, useful and, and very important for businesses to get in front of that, that yeah myself included exactly well I, I still I, I still use Facebook myself yeah I mean you know I'm I, yeah. hands up only 34 years old but ultimately I, it was one of those the, the, the channels that was uh, in existence when social media really kicked off obviously it was the platform but after MySpace if you can go back even that far I've been doing Facebook marketing since 2010 I worked out well there you go exactly <laughs> and and it's, it's changed a lot in that time frame but so whilst it might not be on the what you would call bleeding edge um, of, of, uh, yeah. of of advertising and what have you there are still audiences there you know I, I use it personally to promote uh, uh, concerts and, and gigs and things and or events that I'm Okay. So there's still that. That's probably more from as you, as you rightly put it. It's more about interaction between individuals rather than businesses. It's really great for food businesses, sort of um, light-hearted things. So that, you know, when you're relaxing, I think Facebook is kind of a relaxing hmm. um, channel. And you know, if you want to hear about local restaurants and food, we've got a few clients in that area, and then it is doing well for them. Brilliant. Okay. Um, by comparison, then, and maybe even by contrast, uh, Twitter. <laughs> how does that? How does that factor in? <laughs> Well, I think Twitter is brilliant um, for generating um, links to your, um, to your website. So it's great at um, you know generating leads. It's great at um, starting conversations. It's all about what you say on Twitter, and not so much a visual platform. Mm. Um, and it's very much a community. Um, I really enjoy using it in my personal life, and I've seen how effective it is, especially in B two B for businesses. Um, it's it's good. You can reach out to people um, through your network through using the hashtags on on Twitter, um, and it's slightly skewed towards the male audience, mm-hmm. so um, slightly more men than women on Twitter. But it's not not a huge difference. And there's a really good um, mix of age groups using Twitter at the moment. I saw the stats for that, and it's really wide. Um, you know. 16 upwards basically and a lot of people 50 60 as well brilliant uh, yeah great great conversational platform um yeah for, for better or worse but ultimately somewhere that you can certainly <laughs> um either put stamp your authority on a certain subject or even um throw your weight behind something as a business um which which yeah. can be useful um yeah cool okay um on to the next one instagram 
Okay, so Instagram being so great at showing off imagery. So if you've got a very um, beautiful product, um, such as a designer kitchen, um, it's Instagram is it should be your number one mm. priority at the moment. I think. Um, I think um, it's fantastic for reaching. It's actually quite an even split between men and women. Um, but it's it's great at um, reaching people maybe between 30 and 50, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's it's becoming more and more adopted by older age groups. And I think um, Instagram is great at reaching new people because of the way you can use sort of maybe 12, 15 hashtags, um, and it works really well to have photography and video as as the leading thing and try to hold back too much on um, the copy messaging in your imagery. But it depends on the business. Um, we we sometimes we have a client who uses four channels. In fact, it's a technology client, and we do um, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for that client. And they all work in different ways mm-hmm. and reaching different people. But we do use Instagram for them because um, it's it's really um, worked well when they're doing events, perhaps on a, on a, on a global scale. Um, and we we do um, put some messaging actually within the images as well. And I I think when you look at that. Um, page it gives you an initial impression of a business straight away in, in one glimpse. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying using Instagram for business. It's interesting because Instagram's probably the channel that has expanded the most over the past sort of four years, four or mm. five years, in terms of the different types of content that you can use and the different yeah. ways in which you can create content on the channel. Um, obviously, yeah. well associated with Facebook, its parent company, and also using um, the sort of the Facebook uh, business manager in order to create um, sort of paid yeah. adverts. Something we'll go into. A little bit later on, um, so it has that yeah. has that strength in terms of specificity um, in in, yeah. in in the channel. Um, so you you also mentioned briefly there uh, LinkedIn, which is another great channel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a completely different audience. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so LinkedIn, actually, um, the, the the highest users of, of LinkedIn are sort of twenty five to thirty five. Is that um, so? Well, did, I didn't know. Yeah, that. Okay. that really that really surprised me as well. Um, because you think of it as being sort of senior professionals mm. that are older than that. But I guess people are coming onto um, LinkedIn in order to network and find new jobs and that kind of thing. Um, and it's actually a really high usage in that area. So, um, And it's, it is more men than women using LinkedIn. Mm. Um, it's a really rich channel now. It's, it's had some upgrades recently, so you can actually make a, a, a really good mark um, using video as well. Mm. Um, and um, I think it's, it's a great channel. To, you, you shouldn't be too formal on LinkedIn as well. Um, you, can, you can be quite informal and actually you know, treat people as human beings and still promote your business. Yeah, that, that's something I've noticed actually. Um, certainly from a personal standpoint using my own LinkedIn, um, I maybe am one of these more old school people that used it way back in the day um, as a potential way of looking at new jobs in, in, in mm. my industry. Not necessarily as a way of... Somewhat self-branding. I think a lot of people that I follow now, they, they, they have the brand me thing going on, which is fantastic. Obviously, it just means that you can um, talk about the work that you're doing, but also talk about your own skills. Um, yeah. But also, but rather than just having it as an online CV location, it has morphed into this this much better, much the user interface is much, much better. People can use it for different yeah. things now. And, and uh, I guess I'm surprised because I didn't know that that was the demographic, but actually it does make sense. When I look at the people that are posting on there, it does tend to mm. be people who are, as I say, investing in brand me and, and they're, they're 
getting used to the idea of not necessarily selling themselves, but explaining and showing the, the, what they can do and, and what they're proud of. Um, That's right, so. yeah. I find it really interesting. I, I go on there daily um, to um, do the client work, and I just find it interesting to see what, business, what businesses are sharing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I find, and I find it quite social as well. Exactly. So in and amongst um, the individuals, yeah. there's also the, the businesses leading the way with, with, with content that talks about their brand and, and hopefully the individuals they're within. So, okay. Um, so those yeah. are sort of the, the more established channels. Um, we can also mention YouTube in there, which is, uh, we, we've always said as a social media channel, not very many people, well, that's not true. A fair amount of people in the industry regard it as a social media channel, but perhaps others just sort of see it as a, a place to watch video but it's, it does very much have yeah. a community yeah it's super super important um, still YouTube and I keep on saying to my son who's 16 you know what's what is replacing YouTube now it, you know but I think it is still um, number one um, video channel mm. and mm. Um, it's it's so important for search as well um, so you've, it's a really good idea for your business to have content there and it's it's We've talked about lots of different channels, and it's not really practical to create entirely different content for each one. No. But you, you can you can adapt it across. So we try and help our clients um, create content that can be multi-channel, um, but we we use it in slightly different ways. Um, you know, according to these channels, to to make the most of it, to sort of squeeze mm. the value out of each piece of content. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that shortly, but absolutely, each each channel does have its own specific way of working and audience and uh, interaction, etc. Um, but we'll, we'll come back to that shortly. In terms of newer um, applications and newer social media networks that are, uh, that are out there, um, we mentioned TikTok uh, previously, and I'm, I'm happy to put my hands up and admit that I, I, I have TikTok, but I don't ever watch it. I, uh, I know that <laughs> RMD Joe does, um, but I, it's not. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I, TikTok is just so massive that we, we, we can't neglect it. It's, it was um, downloaded for the first time 56 million times in December alone. Goodness me. Across the world. So um, at the moment, we don't really have a client which is perfect for using TikTok. We don't have um, you know, a fashion brand that's really casual mm -hmm. or maybe a food brand would work really well. But we will be using it um, very soon. And I think that it's interesting to see who is using it in a creative way. And I had a look um, just over the last few days, and I, what I really liked to see was some quite traditional organizations using TikTok. So I looked at um, two art galleries. I, I, first of all, I did search. There was nothing. The Tate Modern's doing nothing on TikTok. National Gallery, nothing. Um, but the Uffizi Gallery in Florence, um, they're using it. Um, they've obviously had quite a strategy. They want to attract new, younger audience to their gallery. Um, and they are succeeding in that. Um, in June, July, and August, 34 to 45% of all visitors to the museum were aged um, 0 to 25. And that was an increase on only 18 to 28% in the same period in 2019. Wow. Um, that's, quite, that's quite a large um, segment of people. And what they're doing is they're, sh they're sort of sharing videos of the the classic artworks in the Uffizi, like dancing along um, to modern music. I don't know whether I love it, um, <laughs> but, um, but it's it's not really aimed at me. It's interesting to see. But what I saw um, also another gallery, the Rix Museum in 
Amsterdam, mm. which I'm sure I'm not pronouncing correctly, and Joe will correct <laughs> me. Um, but <laughs> um, they did a really lovely thing where they had um, costume designs um, on a mannequin, and they kind of morphed into different shapes with different sort of um, bustiers and so on, um, changing through the centuries. And that was a really nice video that they put on TikTok, which I thought was a great use. So I think we should embrace TikTok. <laughs> And, and see how we can um, have some fun with it. I think that's absolutely right. Um, there's, there doesn't seem to be any sort of limitations in terms of what mm. businesses can and can't get involved in. Um, yeah. I think you've hit the nail on the head, though, there. At the, at the moment, you know, it might just be that the brands, if, you know, talking to businesses out there that are listening, it might just be that your brand doesn't necessarily fit um, the demographic yeah. or the types of content that are created on those channels. So whilst it may not be the place for you, it's always worth keeping an eye on it, um, not least yeah. because there will be opportunities, as you've just mentioned, for certain places that may not initially have thought that it was a good place to, to, to create stuff, but actually could then open the floodgates for a, a whole new uh, raft and a whole new uh, demographic of visitors um, or, or Yeah, customers. be a trailblazer, you know. Mm. Um, show, show how you're, if, if, if your brand is perfect for um, people maybe in their 40s, then, then you know, be, be that brand that is experimenting and, and, and using TikTok in that way for that audience. Are there any other um, social media channels that we haven't mentioned that you'd like to? I've still got on my radar, I've still got Pinterest on my radar. I think it's um, a really interesting channel. Um, I think I, I was looking at the stats for Snapchat. It's um, the, the audience who are using Snapchat is um, increasing with age, but I, but I don't use it personally. So um, I think it's it's something that we, as an agency, we can we can consider still mm -hmm. for clients, but um, very much not off the table. It, it's not at all, no. So that just sort of gives you an idea of the existing landscape. Certainly, apps that uh, well, fifty six million in a, in, a, in a month. If, you, if that's if that's what you said, that's absolutely insane, yeah, isn't 56 it? Fifty six million in a month. Oof. Actually, I would love to talk about Clubhouse. Oh yes, go ahead. So um, Clubhouse is um, really interesting. It's an audio-only channel, and you have to have an invite from an existing member, which is giving it quite a buzz. Um, so invitation-only is the whole club concept. Okay, yeah. Um, and somebody who's using that is the Tesla founder, Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, so it's, it's basically for chat rooms, and then you can join the chat room and... Um, have discussions. So I think I think actually for for our own agency for Big Orange, it would be interesting um, for us to host um, a chat. And, and and you know, since we're really interested in in audio marketing, I think that would be a good. Have you got a account yet? Matt? I've li as you've been talking, I've had a quick look. Um, I don't yet, um, but uh, I will. I think it's something yeah, we should we need definitely to find take a look at. To yeah, I think it. I think it sounds fun. Real. Okay. Well, well, we'll keep that in mind then, and we'll see if we there might be a clubhouse chat room coming from us soon. So yeah, that that gives you a bit of a, the lay of the land of the existing applications, um, social media networks that are out there. And and as, as the thing going throughout all of this is that whilst there are so many of them, they all serve a different purpose. Um, they all have a different sort of way of connecting with people. And I think that's important because some people are more visual, as you mentioned, they might be more for, for Instagram. Some people enjoy having more of a conversation or getting involved in, in, in activity in that way, which would be a Twitter. Some people are more passive um, and happy to scroll through uh, Facebook. Some people are very career-driven and are very interested in, in how that works, which could be a LinkedIn. And some people just love watching video, long-form video, uh, which which could be YouTube. And of course, TikTok and Clubhouse and all these sorts of things that are coming online at a rate of knots 
they're adding more and more different ways to consume content um, as, as we go forward. So there is plenty out there. Now, you might be asking yourself as a business, which one do I start with? Where do I even begin with all of those different, you know, if you're completely alien to the concept of social media, but you know that your business needs to be involved in it, you know, where do you start? Well, that's a very good question. And it kind of comes down to who you are as a business and what you're trying to get across really, isn't it? So I guess one of the first things we should be talking about really in, in, in terms of this is tone of voice. Um, it's important to understand what it is that you want to say and how to say it. How important is tone of voice to a business? Um, it's crucial um, because it's, it's communicating your brand and it's um, representing your business in the words that you choose and um, in the language that you use on a, on a video or a podcast. So I think with the, t- with the tone, you need to think about you know, what is the general vibe of your brand um, is it is it sort of clinical or is it is it um, playful? Is it um, personal, honest? I imagine most businesses would describe themselves as honest. But you need to, um, you know, we can help you as an agency to define this as well. Um, it's it can be quite hard for a, um, a management team to define it themselves, but we can we can help um, think about the tone of voice of your business. Mm. Um, I think you need to um, also think about the purpose. What, it, what is your purpose of being on social media? You know, is it um, to engage people um, and entertain them? Um, I imagine um, for most businesses, the, the, the purpose is to amplify your brand. Mm. Um, you need to, um, you know, increase brand awareness. And you're not going to do that simply by being sell, sell, sell. You need to um, interest people to spark their imaginations. You need to, um, you know, humour them. You need to mm. involve them, and, and those are all the kind of techniques that um, that I try and use as a social media manager. I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there, really. I think a lot of people make potentially the mistake of going onto a social media channel and just putting, "Here's what we do. Here's what we sell. Go buy it," and that doesn't really hold a lot of water after a certain while a certain amount of time you're not going to get very many followers by doing that because it's 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 not a dumping ground it's it's not like your website for example where if somebody goes to that they're going to expect to see that message consistently the idea of social media is the interaction it's the idea of engaging with your audience rather than having them sort of drop onto your website and you know or, or whatever and look at it that way and look at look at it from a passive perspective there is supposed to be more engagement there is supposed to be this at least two-way conversation between you yeah, the business and, and, and your customers <laughs> exactly by definition <laughs> and and you know it's difficult for brands because they're investing money in in their social media um, content, and so um, they want to see results. But what we've got to prove to them is that we can generate results mm. from posts that are not too salesy. Absolutely. Um, so if if you get people on board with the content that's a little bit less salesy, then you then you you're they're, they're then open. They're going to start following you and, and liking your page, and then they might see a post which is more salesy. Mm. And I'm, I come from a, a direct marketing background, so I'm very much about call to actions and um, getting and, and being direct in your ask and, and guiding your customer in what you want them to do. Mm. But then I have to balance that out with with the content which is which is educational, which is inspiring, which is interesting, and which promotes other things, other businesses as well. So it's like a partnership. So. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a balancing act. So, 
essentially, once you've established the right tone of voice for your business, it potentially makes it a little bit easier for you then to decide which channels are best for you. Um, if you are somebody that is, for example, an organization or a charitable organization that has got more interest in sparking up a debate and a conversation, potentially Twitter is a good way of doing that. If you have lots to say and you want to try and get people's attention and um, get involved in, in conversations through hashtags, that could be the platform for you, if that sounds like something that you want to do. Yeah, but also I think with um, maybe with a charity, then I think um, Facebook is is really effective mm. because it's it's people. Um, it's all about people, isn't it? More so, I think more so than Twitter. I think t Twitter is a little bit more formal in some ways. I think Facebook is is quite informal. Mm. So when you're talking about people's lives and you want to reach people when they're um, relaxed as well, then um, I would say Facebook is pretty important as well. But with, with maybe with a combination, you know, exactly. I, I definitely, I definitely think that you need kind of a portfolio of different channels, at least two. Um, a lot of a lot of our clients, we're we're um, publishing in um, at least two channels, mm. and some of them four or five. Exactly. So you, you can spread it as as wide as you want to, but ultimately, it's probably a good idea to to at least say start with two, and then sort of work your way up if you feel you're confident and that you have a message That's that right. strikes the tone for those different sort of demographics and those those different social media networks. Yeah, and don't try and don't sort of pigeonhole the channels too much. So, for example, um, on LinkedIn, we're doing some interesting work with um, advertising. Um, something which is not business to business. So we're we're advertising events for an independent school on LinkedIn, mm. and the reason we're doing that is because we can be um, very targeted um, in location in the particular geographic area we're interested in, and we can reach people um, who are maybe um, quite senior, who are quite affluent, who could who would be in the market for paying um, private school fees. So um, we had some success with generating um, click-throughs mm -hmm. and leads for, for an independent school on LinkedIn, which, which might be a surprising use of LinkedIn. So that kind of brings us to this, this next section. We want to talk a little bit about um, paid advertising. Now, um, for those of you that are listening that aren't familiar with the difference between well, what, what paid advertising versus what, um, there obviously is organic, what we call organic uh, marketing or organic posts. Um, and those are posts that are free to put onto your channel um, and that are seen by people who follow you um, or search for you. Um, and then obviously with paid marketing, you start to use uh, different aspects of uh, the networks in which they have their own sort of back-end systems where you can pay money to advertise to, as you put it, specific demographics. And the most specific out of that lot would be Facebook because they have such a wide reach, again, including uh, through Instagram. Um, and they can sort of get down to, as you said, location, age range. What other sorts of things can you do with paid marketing on Facebook? Um, the most interesting section when I'm doing the targeting would be the interest. Mm. So um, I can um, market to people who are interested in um, other businesses. For example, if I'm doing um, adverts for an estate agency, then I can, I can target people in a certain area who are interested in Rightmove. Mm. So um, it's, it's really perfect because I can then try and hit people who are interested in moving house. So um, I will um, target people who are within a particular age bracket and an, um, location, but also who are interested in estate agencies themselves, estate agents, 
Um, it's really, you can be quite specific. So for a fashion brand, I can target people who are interested in shirts. <laughs> um, I can, I can um, select people who are interested in horse riding. Mm-hmm. Um, the Telegraph, um, fine wine. It's, it's, it's really quite fun for me as a social media manager to um, specify who is going to respond to the adverts. And also... Obviously, I will do a lot of testing, yes. so I'll see which audience will um, respond well to an advert, and I can see the results I'm looking for is to be able to reach people um, at the lowest possible cost. So if they're responding, if they're clicking on the ad, if they're um, going through to my client's website, um, for the lowest possible cost. Great. So that, that level of specificity really helps then if you're engaging with a client and they, they know the type of people that they want to speak to, um, then you'll be able to sort of get down to that granular level. Yeah, and I can, I can you know, handle that for, for businesses because, um, you know, I have an um, experience of knowing from other advertising what's going to work for them. So I can really help with that and, and suggest the different um, interests that their clients might have. Um, and, you know, for example, I'm doing um, some Instagram and Facebook advertising um, for our kitchen client mm. who are um, bespoke um, kitchen makers. And um, I'm targeting women um, aged 30 to 50 within 25 kilometers of um, their business. So you can, mm-hmm. you can be quite um, targeted in, in, in a small geographic area. Um, who are interested in interior design, kitchens, and those kind of interests who are, are likely to want to have a look at my um, client's Instagram po- profile. And then I can see um, that I'm, they're, they're people who are um, liking that page and following that page for the first time, which is really nice to see. So that's that's the usefulness of uh, Facebook and and uh, Instagram as well. LinkedIn through the same uh, business manager. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn, I think, is coming on leaps and bounds with with their paid um, model as well. It, yeah. it used to be quite difficult to use, but I think I've heard um, from yourself and others that uh, it's it's getting much better. Yeah, it's really expensive to advertise on LinkedIn, so that is the only drawback. So you're looking at a click through rate of um, at least three pounds per click. Um, okay, really, yeah. so like between three and seven pounds per click. So you need to have a high value product, really. Um, In comparison to Facebook, what would that sort of be? I know it's it's different depending on different demographics and businesses, but yeah, Facebook can be as low as two p um, per click. You know, gotcha. It, it can okay. be like zero point zero one p per engagement on Facebook, um, mm. but for your click, I mean, it can. It, it depends. It, you're bidding basically, so it depends what the competition is. Depends. You can you mm. can put a, a, a cap on it and say I don't want to spend more than fifty p per click. Um, and you can do the same on LinkedIn, but you're not going to get very good results unless you're able to pay. You know. But if for a high-value product, maybe for um, property, you could look at um, uh, new build development, could um, advertise successfully on LinkedIn. Um, mm. For a business-to-business um, client, when you could win a, a contract with a business and, and create a new partnership from your LinkedIn mm. ad, it's really worthwhile spending that. So we've got a... Um, a media client who is trying to um, create partnerships um, with NHS trusts. Yeah. Um, so we can say that we want to um, reach um, people working in specific roles in the NHS. So we can we can choose specific NHS trusts, and we can say we want people who are working in business development um, and operations management. Um, and we can see also who clicks on those ads um, in terms of what kind of role they've got. 
Um, so it's, it's really good for tracking. And what we do for tracking as well is that we put um, code onto our um, clients' websites mm. um, for them to actually do some tracking. So um, for Facebook, that's a pixel. Um, so especially if we um, manage the client's website, which we often do at Big Orange Media, then we put the pixel code onto their website and it helps us to see how um, customers are responding to our Facebook ads. That sounds like it's quite a useful way of then retargeting people who visited a website and then they'll be able to see your adverts or you see your business throughout their, their social media journeys. Yeah, it's really useful for tracking conversions. So if someone's made a purchase, um, then we can see that that's come directly from the ad. So it gives, gives the client that confidence that their, mm. their spend is actually being effective. So I think we're coming sort of towards the end of uh, this podcast now. I think we sort of need to answer this question, really, don't we? Which channels for 2021? I think what I'm hearing is that they all have their own merits. Um, I don't believe there's one specific one, unless there's something that you, you think is the one. <laughs> um, I don't think there is one specific one for everyone. I think, it, I think it's, um, you know, your agency can... Um, advise you on which sort of portfolio of channels is right for your business um, and I would say uh, you know if you wanted to summarize um, in really gen- generic terms and I'd say B2B then Twitter and LinkedIn is a good combination and for B2C um, Facebook and Instagram is a good combination um, but that's being very generic <laughs> and I, I'd prefer um, people to come to Big Orange and ask us what's good for their their business and what has worked for them in the past and what you know what what they would like us to do to try and bring some new things I mean um, in LinkedIn there's LinkedIn stories now that we could be um, using for them mm-hmm. so they only um, they're, you know, they're similar to Instagram stories they only last 24 hours they're only seen on mobile devices so you're going to, to miss 50% of the LinkedIn audience um, with your stories but um, because they're not being Oh, you know, super utilised at the moment, then you can actually um, get quite a good reach and be quite um, seen. Same with same with fleets on Twitter. Um, fleets are, are the, the new version of um, of stories on Twitter, and because not everyone's using them yet, you can get in there and be quite visible. It's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the, one of the other things I was going to mention is that as soon as a channel seems to come up with an innovation like that, because this initially started, if I'm thinking correctly this was i think it's i think story started with snapchat then instagram did it then facebook did it then twitter did it mm. and now linkedin has got on board and what's interesting is that there doesn't seem to be there's certainly no sort of copyright on the on the idea yeah, of how these things right. work but ultimately i mean again you could say the same with tiktok and and where we are now um with with instagram and, and uh, they've just introduced you know their, their version of that yeah and reels i think reels on instagram exactly are trying to you know muscle in on that sort of TikTok experience, definitely. So there, there seems to be, it's, it can be very confusing, can't it? Can, but, <laughs> but, but ultimately, the point is that social media is there um, as a way to enhance your marketing um, online. There are various ways to do it. Um, obviously, should there be anything that you're interested in, in in pursuing any further, we can help or you can get in touch um, with us to do that. Um, but ultimately, the, the message throughout this is that it is a great way of promoting your business. You can find the right ways to do it. Um, and, you know, we should definitely encourage you to do that. And as you've mentioned, uh, B2C more Facebook and, and, and Instagram and, and B2B working more with Twitter um, and LinkedIn. 
Great. And I think it's you know the most successful um, social media campaigns that we're doing is when we've got a, a really good partnership with the clients, so that we're we're feeding um, ideas into them as to what we could publish, which would be interesting and exciting. And also, they've got you know good relationships within their teams, so that they're getting um, material from their sales teams, from people out in the field, um, you know. You know, photographs from um, the actual retail spaces where they're working. It's really great if we get that um, good relationship going, so that we can, um, you know, we, we can save the client time by doing their social media, um, because um, they've got a million other things to do. But we can also um, have ideas on on how to communicate what they're doing, which they might might not have thought of before. Um, and you know, that's that's what I think a good social media manager has to have loads of ideas and be enthusiastic about a business so hopefully that I, I try and bring that to um, to what I'm doing for, for our clients. Well, you certainly do. Brilliant. <laughs> so thanks Kate, thanks very much for joining us um, on this, the fifth episode of the Big Orange Podcast. Um, if there's anything that we've mentioned today that you're interested in or you want to get in touch with us, please do. Uh, you can get through to us at info at bigorangemedia.co.uk. Also our social media channels are open um, for anybody that wants to get in touch with us. I believe we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, are we going to get a TikTok? When are we getting a TikTok? <laughs> we definitely should. Let's do it. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks everybody for listening um, and we'll see you again soon. Cheers. Thank mm-hmm. you.